Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome. Week three. We're on the EVA, but right now we're at the VSIN studio at the Circus Sportsbook. Matt Human, Scott Spreitzer for Sunday Bet Prep. And Scott, good to have you back. And I know even though you weren't here last Saturday night, you had a big Sunday. A real nice Sunday. Yeah. We got all the breaks to go our way. We uh, also had some nice uh, games that came through with the handicapping, which was like Green Bay to finish off the weekend for me. And uh, so it was a nice Sunday, Matt, and uh, off to a good start in the contest, man. And I'm, I'm really hoping to keep it going because I think this is – the toughest card so far this NFL season through three weeks. So we're just hoping for maybe a three and two here. Yeah, we're only three weeks into it. And I've already heard about 10 people this week saying, God, I hate this card. This is Did the you? toughest card yeah. of the season. <laughs> don't and, we all say that? <laughs> actually, like... <laughs> I said the same thing. I don't like this card either. But we're, we're going to try to find winners because that's what you have to do every yeah. week. Uh, so let's dig into it. And we're going to start now in South Beach. We're going to go to Bills, Dolphins. And how about this Buffalo Bills team? 20 consecutive wins by double digits. Yeah. And uh, you wonder at what point Sharps are going to say, uh, well, I'm not going to bet against the Bills every week. Uh, Scott, I'm going to be one of the idiots who tries to bet <laughs> against the Bills this week. Uh, so let's uh, take a look at the uh, three most bet week three NFL sides. This is courtesy of BetMGM Sportsbooks. Ben Fox of Vsin tweeted this out. It's not going to surprise you. The Chiefs, minus five and a half at Indianapolis. The Ravens. Minus three at the Patriots. And the Bills, minus five and a half at Miami. Uh, three road favorites are the most bet uh, sides this week at Bet MGM 
so far. And Scott, I think uh, you and I are going to be opposite all three of those this week. And I, hmm. I'm pretty sure you're going to be on at least one dog of those three, correct? I'm on two dogs. You're on two of the yeah, dogs. I'm on okay. two of the dogs. So yeah. uh, the first one being, I'm with you, by the way, on the Dolphins this week. So it's a contest play. Uh-huh. You know, all you know, like you said, all these covers in a row, all these big, easy wins in a row by Buffalo. Uh, I know that uh, Brad Powers, you know Brad, he, he put out some research where he had seen that, uh, like, over the last 201 times in the NFL, uh, the first two weeks of the season, a team has faced a playoff team in both weeks. And out of those 201 times, the Buffalo Bills plus 55-point differential is the largest of any of those. That's not a small sample size yeah. that Brad was quoting. So, you know, that's just crazy stuff. So what do I do? I, I decided to go with the Miami Dolphins in this one. I, I know divisional home dogs, as you know, are, are just tearing it up. And uh, against the spread, they're building bankrolls. Something like 18-3-2. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's right around there. And, you know, I'm looking at last week with Miami or two weeks ago with Miami. Uh, they turned that horrible New England performance into that win. Of course, last week I had no action on that Ravens-Dolphins game, Matt. But I'm sitting there watching the comeback, and I'm watching uh, Baltimore just really fold in the defensive backfield, which was a, a weakness we thought they might have, but not to that extent. But playing with a ton of confidence, and, and I decided to jump on them this week. Mm-hmm. I you know, Buffalo driving all those public tickets, and uh, but I think Miami catches them here, and it at least covers this number, and it did come down a little bit from six and a half. The Bills down four defensive starters. And yes. I think that's a, a big uh, talking point in this game. Not only Tredavious White, the best quarterback, Micah Hyde, the safety now out for the season. Right. Uh, so you got some attrition in that Buffalo secondary. And Scott, I think when you look at the matchup, yeah, the, the Bills are going to have to play a lot more zone defense now. You're not going to be able to play much man when you're talking about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out there. But still, how are you going to contain two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL when you're playing backups in the defensive backfield? And one of the sharper plays to come out, let's, let's say a common play among sharps in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational, the Bills-Dolphins over 53. Uh, handicappers expect a lot of scoring in this game with the Bills down four defensive starters. And you've got uh, two quarterbacks who lit it up a week ago. You, you talked about opening against uh, two playoff teams from the previous year. Not only did the Bills open up against two playoff teams, they opened up against the defending Super yeah. Bowl champs and the team that was the top seed in the AFC and beat those teams by a combined 55 points. So are we crazy to bet against this team in week three? Well, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, was I think say. The, I, I, Divisional dogs are one of my favorite angles always uh, to bet in the NFL, uh, so I'm going to play one here in the Dolphins. They're good homer away, and especially at home. And mm-hmm. I, Like I said, it's around 18-3 and three with a couple of pushes mixed in there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I look at that first, and I say, all right, I'm not playing the Buffalo Bills in this spot, or mostly I'm not going to play – divisional road favorites, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'll start looking at, that's the first thing I do in the NFL is start looking for those kind of things. And then I go from there. And then of course the, the final, I guess, nail, if you want to call it, that was the fact that we have all these injuries for Buffalo, the nasty neck injury that we saw take place last week. But the bottom line is, is that I think with this game, I think Miami is going to be able to hang. I think that what they'll do is they're going to be expecting them to throw to those wideouts, and I think they'll be able to establish the run potentially because of that. There's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of help going on in this secondary for Baltimore because of the absences of the top players in that secondary. So you're right. you got to play a little zone. You can't get caught playing man because, man, you get caught on an island against either of their top speed wideouts, and it's over with, as Baltimore saw last week. So, yeah, I mean, we'll go against Buffalo. We'll either be heroes or we'll be, you know, we'll be, you know, bozos hey hopefully we're heroes <laughs> i've lost before i'm gonna lose again matt so you know <laughs> hey, there's always a chance you could be a bozo every week saturday <laughs> sunday monday 
but fortunately, you, you and I both off to pretty good starts here in the NFL season. We're going to talk about our favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles, later yeah. in the show. You look at props here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a hot quarterback for the Eagles. Josh Allen, Tua Tungavaloa, also uh, putting up some pretty big numbers early in the season. DraftKings, Josh Allen's passing yards in this game, 282.5. Tua, 262.5. TDs for both, 1.5. Josh Allen, juice to the over, at minus 200. Scott, right now, it's tough to bet under on anything, Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm not going to bet under on his props. Uh, I guess I would lean more towards, if I had to, under passing yards than I would, mm-hmm. you know, the other prop that you mentioned with Josh Allen. That's probably the way I'd kind of look in this one. I, I'm not so sure it's going to be as crazy high scoring as everybody, a lot of people feel that it will be. Uh, but again, because if Miami does control the ball, if they're able to pass it around a little bit, a little bit mm-hmm. move the chains, take a lead, uh, then like I said, with everybody kind of helping out that Buffalo backfield, uh, they can kind of try to open things up a little bit on the ground and maybe eat some clock along with it. Because obviously if you're doing well on your offensive side of the football, sometimes offense is the best defense when you're going up against a team with a quarterback like Josh Allen. So I, I kind of lean under on that passing yardage okay. just a bit. Am I gutsy enough to play that and <laughs> Miami? No, I'm not. I'll stick with the Dolphins plus the points. I'm going to bet that you uh, don't fire a big bet on the under, though, on Josh Allen. I, it won't be, no, it won't be a big bet. No. Uh, that would just be <laughs> a lean and opinion. Absolutely. Uh, it's It's tough. To play under <clears throat> right now, the way this guy's playing. Michael Lombardi talked about it this week on VCN. He says he's the best player in the NFL right now. And it's hard to argue that yep. point, uh, the way Josh Allen's played. Even though a lot of people wanted to be critical of him his first couple years in the league, uh, you're not going to find many critics of uh, Josh Allen and the Bills right now. But they're starting to uh, suffer some attrition on defense, and I think that's a big deal. Uh, what, do you, what have you seen from Mike uh, McDaniel? The first-year coach of the Dolphins, because I think he's a creative offensive mind. I had my doubts about him as a first-time head coach. But, hey, uh, I think the guy is innovative, and uh, he's brought some, let's say, fresh ideas to the uh, Dolphins' offense, and I kind of like what I've seen so far. That's what I was going to say is he brings he, – he lets the offense have a chance to do their thing, so to speak. He's not conservative. He's not overly conservative, mm-hmm. and he's going to let them go out there and, as you mentioned, call some plays that they can find success in. And, you know, when you got the wideouts that you mentioned, the speed at the wideout position that they have, two of them – uh, then you've got a chance to go downfield and take your shots. And I like that he's done that also. I thought the first week, you know, was one of those situations where they took advantage of a team that uh, played a really bad football game. And so I didn't play them last week. I didn't play the game at all. And it kind of went like I thought it would go for them offensively, but then they turned it loose over the final 15 minutes. But so far, I think Mike McDaniel deserves a, an A minus, I would say, you know? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, okay, let's move on. And uh, we're going to hit on every game multiple times during the show. Scott Kellen is going to join us in the uh, second hour, and Will Hill of uh, VSIN in the third hour, uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes, is going to be Dwayne Colucci, the Rampart Sportsbook Manager. Uh, I want to talk Chiefs-Colts here before we wrap up this segment. Shaq Leonard, the Colts' best defensive player, still out, Scott. That's yep. a, a Colts defense that uh, needs all hands on board right now. But what's wrong with the offense? And Frank Reich certainly gets a lot of heat and uh, maybe deservedly so, because Matt Ryan, his hand-picked quarterback, is 37 years old. He looks like he's 57, and uh, you have to wonder what Ryan's got left and if the Colts, uh, I guess, can uh, step up here with their backs to the wall against the Chiefs on Sunday. And I think you kind of like this dog that Mm -hmm. not many people are going to find attractive on Sunday. I got the Colts. I I got them in my uh, contest, you know, and and I'm – I'm looking at this week being finally the week where the offense does something. I mm-hmm. mean, first of all, you do have uh, Pierce and Pittman who were back in practice late this week, and so they're still listed as questionable. 
as of late last night, late Friday night, but it looks as though uh, they're probably going to play in this game unless something just came over in the last couple of hours. Uh, you know, I played against KC last week, uh, Thursday night football, and really, if not for that 90-yard pick six, there's oh, a good chance yeah. they lose that game. I'm not crazy about this Chiefs defense. I think Andy can finally put it together as you know because they're healthy now, finally, on offense across the board for the most part. And also because of the way they started, you know, the tie against the Houston Texans, of course, the ugly, ugly loss last week, losing 24 to nothing to the Jags. All of a sudden, we're getting like, you know, two and a half points better than we did on the advanced number. And I kind of like that here early in the season. With everybody's jumping ship and going against India, I kind of like him here to, uh, to shock the Chiefs in this one, at least cover the point spread. You know, I bet against the Colts the first two weeks. I took the Texans. I took the Jaguars. I think I'm going to stay away from this game. It's... Uh... I typically this would be a spot where I'd love to bet the Colts. Sure, I'm really concerned about what I've seen from Matt Ryan so far, and uh, like you said, you, you do get a couple receivers back. Michael Pittman's going to be important to get back, uh, but man, I just haven't seen that buy sign yet uh, with the Colts. It. And if, if Shaq Leonard were back, I'd probably still I'd probably get on it. I'm not sure how you're going to slow down this KC offense uh, right now. It's this is one of those games I, I think could be a sh- a shootout too. And I agree with you. I think the Colts' offense is probably going to show more life this week. I'm just not sure it's going to be enough to stay within that number. But this is typically the type of play I do like. Obviously, I don't want to lose. But if uh-huh. I do, I've already looked ahead to next week. Indy's home against Tennessee. Yeah. If oh, I get yeah. Indy at 0-3 at home against Tennessee, the Colts will be a play. Right. So be a look at it that way, too, You know, in case they lose on uh, on Sunday. That's Scott Spreitzer. Follow him on Twitter, at Scott Wins. You can find him at Doc Sports. You can find him here every Saturday night on our NFL preview show. Matt Eumann's back here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome back to this segment of Sunday Bet Prep. It's presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen is there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N. Dot com. Warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Matt, you and Scott Sprites are back here. Sunday bet prep, the NFL preview for week three. And uh, Scott, we've uh, we got a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover here. Dwayne Colucci is going to uh, join us here in about 15 minutes. And uh, later in the show, Scott Kellen, NFL handicapping specialist, and Will Hill, VSIN analyst, are going to be on. Uh, with their best bets. So far, you said you're off to a good start in the contest. Uh, the circuit, are you in the Westgate Super Contest as well? I'm in both, yeah. Definitely in both. And are you 8-2 eight eight right now? 8-2 yeah. in both contests? 4-1 each of the first two weeks, so much better than last year's start when I was basically out of it by week three or four, but uh, we're off to a real nice start this year. Uh, I think I'm 6-4 and four in the circuit, 7-3 and three in the Westgate. And uh, I took a bitter loss with the Raiders last week. Oof, we're well, gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more. We're, about we're gonna butt heads because I actually had Arizona there, and you know, easy winner all the way, man. I mean, I had them right where I wanted them down by twenty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've been a little bit ticked off about that all week, but that's the way it goes. You're gonna take some you're gonna take some bad beats and sure. things like that over the course of an NFL season. Uh, you and I are gonna be on opposite sides, I think, of this game too. And I've kind of changed my mind over the course of the week on this game because at the beginning of the week, I like the Ravens here. And as the week has gone on a little bit, uh, I don't want to be on the road favorite uh, for a variety of reasons. I'm going to let you uh, break this one down. But we've also got some uh, numbers here from DraftKings about the Patriots and the uh, lopsided action on this game. If we can throw that up, I'm uh, going to double check that right now. But DraftKings Sportsbook, at DK Sportsbook on Twitter, the Patriots receiving only 11% of the bets at home against the Ravens. This week, and Joe Osborne on Twitter said, "Here's a wild one: The Patriots has been home dogs 19 times under Bill Belichick, 15 and four ATS in those games. Now, you can say that means nothing. That was with Tom Brady. Sure. That was a different Patriots team, and this is uh, Mac Jones and Matt Patricia as his <laughs> offensive coordinator. And I fully get that. I'm not too excited about what I've seen from this New England team early in the season here, but the Ravens blew that." 35-14 lead last week to the Dolphins. And you saw some serious deficiencies in that defense. How does Tyreek Hill get wide open 30 <laughs> yards down the field? 
You think maybe you want to uh, assign a man to that guy? I don't think this is the same Ravens defense. And uh, I'm, I'm either I'm either going to stay away from this game or play the Patriots uh, plus three. I don't have a strong opinion on it, but I backed off my Ravens side, and I think you you do like the Ravens. Yeah, and having said that, you know the tickets are few and far between on on uh, the the New England Patriots in this game. Yet the money did kind of dip down a little bit uh-huh. as far as the point spread was concerned on this one. And I'll tell you what, Matt, what I do when I'm breaking down my NFL, especially my NFL college, not not that big of a deal, but I like to get my stuff done. I like to get my bets in. I like to get my contest picks decided upon, usually by Wednesday night, Thursday, if mm-hmm. my games have no uh, key injuries that I have to worry about and hang on and, and, and you know look to see if it's going to affect my plays throughout the course of the week. Because I don't want to see where the tickets are and where the money is. Because if I saw what you just said about the percentage of tickets that are on Baltimore, yet the line has kind of gone the other way a little bit, you know, two and a half in some shops, sure. It's a situation where I'd be like, okay, I'm on the wrong side here. I am on the wrong side well, here. You know, kinda, I'm with 90% of the ticket holders. That's kind of why I switched sides. You know, I was going to ask you, that was my next part of the, <laughs> the conversation was, did you change because of that? Or yeah. was it the defensive secondary that uh, got you off of Baltimore? So I'm stuck. <clears throat> I'm already in as far as the contest is concerned. And, uh, and, and if I didn't do it that way, Matt, it's been too many times years and years ago mm-hmm. uh, when we all started paying more and more attention to sportsbooks releasing where the tickets are, where the money is. It'd be paralysis by analysis for me mm-hmm. because then I'd be saying, oh, I don't like this. Now I like this, you know, that kind of stuff. So I just kind of stick to doing things that way and hope that I don't get beat too often when I go against sharps and, and I'm kind of riding with the public. Public wins 50% of the time. So, you know, I've got a good shot there. But uh, listen, I, I just think it's a situation where that was a player problem with the Baltimore Ravens in the secondary, it's not a John Harbaugh or his defensive coaching staff's issue. Yeah. Uh, that was just mix-ups in the secondary. And we don't see that a lot since John Harbaugh has been in place as head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. So I think they probably worked their butts off on making sure they're in the right places at the right time this week. And I'm not sold on New England's offense. Again, you mentioned it, you know, I think every week that I've done a show with you, those two words that keep coming back at us in a nightmare as far as I'm concerned for the course of the season, <laughs> Matt Patricia, yeah, you know, yeah. on the wrong side of the football. So I'll take my shots here with Baltimore in the contest, and uh, hopefully the public will cash this one. Well, the public wins its fair share. I know yes. a lot of times you get sharp bettors who sound, uh, you know, I, I think arrogant on Twitter, and they act like the betting public loses all the time. Right. It's not, not the case. Betting public 50, wins, 50, a, right, wins yeah. a fair share of those games and uh, could be on the right side here with the Ravens. I just hate to see lopsided ticket counts like that. Oh, it, it scares the, the crap NFL, out of me. <laughs> especially in the NFL because it's such a public uh, betting league. Uh, Lamar Jackson, what do you make of him so far? Uh, because I actually, in the big picture, I like the Ravens. I think uh, that's a team that's going to contend with, uh, I think, win that AFC North and have a chance to win the AFC by the end of the year if uh, they can stay relatively injury-free, which was not the case last year right. when the Ravens lost their last six games and had their worst season under John Harbaugh, I still think uh, Lamar Jackson playing for a big contract. He's motivated. Uh, I think the Ravens are headed for some big things this season. But, you know, you, you got to set the big picture stuff aside when you're just handicapping this week's game. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, too. Yeah, I am, yeah, too. You know, last year this team was rolling when he got injured. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, like you said, they couldn't win after that. So I'm a Lamar fan, and I'm also a fan of guys who will bet on themselves. Like Aaron Judge, you know, and now Lamar Jackson. You know, Lamar Jackson's like, no, we're not going to settle for this contract offer. I'm going to put it on my shoulders and see if I can get even more. I love that kind of stuff. And Lamar Jackson's a good guy, too. So I think he's got his football IQ is really strong. 
And uh, if he stays healthy and the key players on this team can keep healthy, you know, they got a shot to represent the AFC, even mm-hmm. with Buffalo in there. But again, you can't have these mental lapses and breakdowns like they did uh, in the secondary in the fourth quarter last week. I, I'm just going to bank on the fact that I think that they get it together and hammered away about being in the right place at the right time uh, this week in practice. And then they'll, they'll come out and show it against new England. And, you know, Patricia could get a little confused and forget what side of the, uh, of the line of scrimmage he's on and, and help us out a little bit. It's one of those really intriguing games to me because I, I, you know, when you talk about the NFL matchups like this, you never have all the sharps on one side or all the squares on the other. Sure. There's those guys like you who are sharp betters I know who are on the Ravens. I know some other sharp betters on the Ravens. I know a bunch more sharp betters on the Patriots. you right. got them on both sides of this game, but the public, no doubt, is on oh, the yeah. Ravens' side on this one against the Patriots. Uh, let's talk Raiders and Titans, and I don't know which side to take in this train wreck, Scott. I lean to the Titans just because they're catching points at home, and the Raiders are going to be shorthanded. Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review-Journal excuse me, reported this last night. Denzel Perryman, one of the Raiders' uh, best defensive players, a linebacker, officially out. Hunter Renfro, slot receiver, out. And Josh Jacobs, running back, questionable. Uh, he's had an illness this week. Renfro's got a uh, concussion, by the way. He fumbled at the end of that game against the Cardinals last week in overtime. Uh, what do you make of the Raiders after blowing that 20-0 halftime lead and the and the way in which they lost that game to the Cardinals. Now going on the road at 0-2 to face another 0-2 team, the Titans, who were the top seed in the AFC last uh, last playoffs. Yeah, I would assume that Jacobs is going to play uh, because it was an illness. He did make know. the trip today, exactly. I heard that. Yeah, yeah so I, I would assume he's going to play. Here's the thing. i got to ask you this. The Raiders were 0-2 and found ways to lose mm-hmm. in their first two games with the guys that you just mentioned who are going to be missing, like Renfro and Perryman. With them on the field. So do we really get, you know, caught up in the fact that they're not going to play? And they're 0-2 with them. So, you know, what's what's the big difference here? I think other guys can step up and maybe refocus this team. But the thing that scares me about the Raiders, and you know, I've gone against them twice each of the first two weeks, I, I still am not sold and don't trust Derek Carr in key spots. And we've seen him miss passes. His stats don't look horrible or anything like that. But he's missed open receivers at times on third oh, down yeah. the first couple of weeks again. No yeah, he got caught up with Devontae Adams throwing him all the passes in the game one, and then he tried to spread it around in game two, and they just lost their way in the second half of that contest. But they've been una- unable to run the football. They've committed too many turbo- turnovers. They've only forced one turnover in two games. So there's a lot of things that have gone wrong with the Raiders in their first two games. I lean Titans here, uh, but I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I think this is one of those games that's going to be kind of like a coin flip decision in the fourth quarter, yeah. <laughs> which quarterback's going to make the big mistake to blow it? This reminds Carr me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what's up? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I was going to say, listen, I wouldn't mind seeing the Raiders at 0-3 and at home against Denver next week. Kind of like good. that Colt situation. Well, yeah. you always got to look ahead like that, too, because yeah. if the Raiders are 0 if they lose this, they're going to be a great, great play next week against the Broncos, you would think. Yeah. And right? I didn't play this game. I'm going to stay yeah. away from it. So, All right, quick break. We come back. Dwayne Colucci. If you don't like Dwayne Colucci, there's something wrong with you. One of the all-time great guys, Rampart, sportsbook manager. He's on deck. Uh, Stay tuned. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Yeah. 
Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIM Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily Pixar to Glance recap of the top plays made by VSIM show host and guest, 24 7 video, and much more. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIM Pro access to everything from now all the way through the Super Bowl for $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. As always, go to vcin.com slash subscribe and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Dwayne Colucci has been a big part of uh, vcin, the Sports Betting Network. He's the Rampart Sportsbook Manager, DC. Great to have you on today on the eve of uh, week three, Sunday, the third Sunday of the season. And uh, I would say arguably the biggest game, just because of the status of the quarterbacks, is Tom Brady hosting Aaron Rodgers in Tampa. And uh, the Bucks have uh, all sorts of concerns at wide receiver. It's almost like Brady's got a totally depleted receiving core in this game. Rodgers and the Packers have drawn some action this week. What are you seeing behind the counter on the Packers-Bucks game, and do you have an opinion on this one? Yeah, definitely, Matt, and thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the Buccaneers opened a three-point favorite at uh, Rampart and South Point, and we did see the initial reaction swing right to the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, a plethora of money coming in on Green Bay, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I understand that Evans is suspended, and you don't really know. It's like a triage unit out there who will suit up. Most of these guys are game-time decision. Even I saw Fournette was on the injured list, Matt, but I definitely think Tampa has a chance despite the the Tom Brady fingers and the wide receivers. You know, uh, we did see Rogers lose uh, Watkins. I see he's on the injured list for four weeks now. And if it comes down to coaching, I'll tell you the truth. Arians is still on that sideline. Uh, you know, he's been graduated to the front office, but he's still there. Bowles is an excellent uh, defensive mind. And the way they shut down the Cowboys on opening week, I really think Tampa has a chance here, especially at home. And you have to remember, Green Bay is a little inexperienced on the offensive side. They were, you know, they beat the Bears naturally, but opening week, they couldn't find the end zone at all. So I think Tampa has a definite shot. And I believe, uh, you know, the public might be wrong on this one. Got to ask you, uh, Dwayne, about the Colts and the Chiefs, which is currently about five and a half. Uh, the Chiefs, of course, the the favorite of this one. And, you know, Matt and I were talking about this the first few minutes of the show, and I was sitting there telling them why I like the Colts. But tell us where the action is, and don't be afraid to fire away against me if you happen to favor the Kansas City Chiefs of this one. <laughs> hey, Scott, I'll be honest with you. I'll be rooting for the Chiefs the way it sits right now. But the action comes in late at the Rampart and South Point. So, you know, it's yet to be determined. Most of the early action has been on the Colts, the home team. You know, what you have here is basically a live and die situation. You know, opening week was a terrible week. Then they followed it up with another horrible performance. And Frank Reich definitely has to be, uh, you know, searching through his playbook to get some uh, offensive points for Matt Ryan and the team. And, you know, it's been so surprising to have the best running back in the NFL and he hasn't been able to get off yet uh, with Taylor. So I think the Chiefs are the better team. Uh, you know, they have an excellent wide receiving core. They were able to overcome the loss of Hill. Uh, you know, Edward Saleh at times has shown brilliance and that defense is definitely going to be hungry. I think the Chiefs do have the slide up their hand here. I'm not sure if Frank Reich is the answer. I think he's definitely made a lot of mistakes. Mistakes, uh, you know, stemming from the end of last year, Scott. 
So I like the Chiefs' chances here. I don't understand why the money's coming in on the Colts. I guess they're figuring, you know, life in that situation. You can't basically be 0-2-1 or 0-3, how I look at it, when you're going into this season. It's so tough in this league. So their backs are against the wall. They are at home. I understand the home money, but Patrick Mahomes has been amazing thus far. Ravens laying three for the most part. I've seen some two and a halfs over the last couple of days over New England. And of course, we saw what happened with Baltimore's secondary last week in the fourth quarter against Miami. Listen, we've talked to a few shops, Dwayne, that have shown a whole ton of tickets on the Baltimore Ravens, but the money not quite going the way of the tickets. How about a Rampart? Yeah, pretty much the same. You know, the sharp action is on the Patriots, but the parlays and the teasers are on the Ravens. And you saw them squander that huge lead, Scott. That was a huge, huge lead, and Tua was able to chip away. Now you're missing an offensive tackle as well. Secondary questions. You know, Lamar Jackson definitely is out there. He's got six touchdowns, one interception this year, 530 yards. You can't fault him. And Mac Jones has been solid. You know, he plays his game. He's 42 of 65 with 465 yards, two picks, uh, you know, uh, two touchdowns. So he's playing regimented, and I feel a Bill Belichick coach team always gets better and better as the season starts to roll on. And he's definitely going to have to uh, prove that this team is a playoff caliber team in this massive division. I mean, Buffalo and Miami are really playing well, and that's going to be a marquee matchup. So New England wants to try to stay pace. And I definitely think a home dog, you know, if you could have got that field goal earlier in the week, that's big because the Ravens secondary has a lot of holes in it. And after they blew that big lead, you definitely start to question yourself. And Harbaugh has to make some corrections with that defense. Dwayne Colucci with us, Rampart Sportsbook Manager in uh, D.C. Let's uh, talk about a couple games that you like this weekend. And I know the Bucks are a, a side you lean to. What about the Bengals? 0-2. Joe Burrow's been sacked 13 times. The Super Bowl hangover has officially become a headache for the Bengals. Uh, but do they go on the road here and cover the number against the Jets? And I don't think many people are afraid to bet it against the Jets. But this number has uh, creeped up a little bit to where it's uh, right now Bengals 6. Is that what you have at the Rampart? Yes, we do, Matt. And let me tell you something. I mean, the Jets, that was an incredible victory last weekend. Uh, I got to be honest with you. It took down my teaser that uh, had several other winners on it. I would have cashed. And, you know, a minute 39 onside kick, uh, you know, blown coverage. Uh, they're playing okay. I got to be honest with you. Joe Flacco is showing his experience. They have a stud rookie wide receiver in Williams, you know, but I, I definitely think now this is the Bengals back against the wall. Oh, and two, like I said, can't blow the whole season. I mean, this is a Super Bowl caliber team and they already were shut down by the Dallas Cowboys who, in my opinion, have a solid defense. I mean, the defense has been their shining spot, but now Burrow has to step it up. He has to get all his wide receivers and weapons in. Mixon has got to start going off. Uh, I think this is the right spot. I see a blowout here. I think the public has this one right, unfortunately, Matt. And the ticket count is going to be huge on Cincinnati versus the Jets. The money is already there. I could see Mm -hmm. this game possibly getting to that key number, Matt, of seven. Okay, Bengals going to be a popular play in the Survivor Contest, too. I haven't seen the official uh, number counts on that yet, but we'll get those. Uh, We've got them here at Circa, and I thought the Bengals... Chiefs were probably going to be two of the most popular plays in the, in the Survivor uh, this week. I would have, uh, between those two, I would I'd feel safer play, playing the Bengals uh, yeah. than, the, uh, than I would playing the Chiefs. All right, D.C., how about Monday night? The Cowboys and Cooper Rush go to New York to take on the Giants. 
And uh, the cow, this this number has moved this week too. I was going to grab the Cowboys when it opened at three. I was too slow on the trigger, and now we're down to one. Yeah, Matt, I would have loved to have the three as well. You know I'm a Cowboy guy. Mm-hmm. And getting that uh, field goal, they definitely have a chance just because the defense is incredible, and they will be able to shut down Saquon and Daniel Jones. Do not get enamored with this team, and the coaching staff has definitely improved their motivation, and it's still Daniel Jones and the Giants, and mm-hmm. I think Rush could move the ball against this team. You have to start getting CD involved. I think Gallup is going to suit up, which is definitely – helpful with the uh, injury to the tight end. Uh, I think Dallas, though, the defense will hold them in the game. They're going to force Jones to make mistakes, seal off Saquon. I could see Cowboys and under in this game. Another game where the public might be right. And, you know, Matt, that was my initial reaction. Take the three. This is not a foolproof giant team. Who'd they beat so far? Take that into consideration. But they are at home, and this is a rivalry. I like the boys, though. Scott, the, this morning I was on with uh, Michael Lombardi, and uh, he said he loves the Cowboys wow, on Monday loves. night. Well, he, th- he thinks the Giants have been way too lucky here in the first two weeks. Slow down the ground game, and you put it on Danny Dimes' shoulders. And, he, had, mm-hmm. you know, again, he made a couple of the nice decisions last week when the game was on the line, the big third down run up the middle, which was a called pass play, and he took advantage of what the defense was doing and got that game-winning first down. Uh, but you slow down that running game, you get to him a little bit, and I think uh, then it's a whole different story. And you know, as Dwayne mentioned, that Cowboys run defense is probably going to be a little bit too tough for the G-men on Monday. Real quick, i got to ask you, Dwayne, about the Eagles. I'm guessing behind the counter uh, that you wouldn't mind the Eagles coming up short. I mean, they, the Bengals, I mean, that, that's got to be some serious teaser action this week. Yeah, definitely, Scott. You hit the nail on the head now. Jalen Hurts is the fashionable quarterback and definitely the name out there. Six and a half on the road in a divisional game up from four. So we're seeing massive one-way action. Parlays and teasers are all on the Eagles. A.J. Brown has added another dimension. Defense is playing solid. He started, what, 15 of 15 last week? Right. So let's keep that in mind. But I do not believe this is a team that is a dominant NFC force just yet. They're one injury injury away, just like every other team. And, uh, you know, we know what Carson Wentz brings to the table. He's going to play his game. Is it good enough? I doubt it. But they could definitely cover the number here, guys. Eagles face a former quarterback, Carson Wentz, of the Commanders. All right. Uh, Dwayne Colucci, appreciate the time as always, man. And we'll stop out to the Rampart to see you one of these uh, Saturdays or Sundays. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. VSIN, the Esports Betting Network, back in a couple minutes. We're going to talk Philadelphia Eagles. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Okay, kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to book for every line, boost, and special. Get ready for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back. There's a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football between the Niners and Broncos. Get your money back as a free bet if that player scores. At any time, head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Betrivers.com. Matt Humans and Scott Spritzer, as always, here on Saturday nights as we preview the NFL card. And Scott, later in this segment, we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, <laughs> two or three weeks ago, you and I dedicated almost an entire show before week one on how much uh, we love the Eagles and uh, the Philadelphia futures going into the season. And so far, so good on the Eagles' part. Well, let's start here with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Another team that was really, uh, I'm going to say, hot with sharps before the season. Sure. And it seems that's the case with the Chargers every year. But Justin Herbert maturing into one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL plays a big part in that now. Uh, Herbert, if you watched him on that Thursday night game in Week 2 against the Chiefs, Scott, it was obvious he was in severe pain with that rib cartilage injury late in that game. I have no idea how he threw those two fourth down darts to get the Chargers in the back door with the cover in that 27-24 loss at Kansas City. You know another aspect nobody talks about? Why did Brandon Staley not take the field goal on fourth down instead of letting him (laughs) throw for the touchdown when you had to have a TD and a field goal? Uh, Brandon Staley continues to amaze. You know, (laughs) I guess the amazing part of that is he did it in week two, not in a playoff game or a chance to get into the postseason, but... uh, yeah, I mean, he just continues to make odd moves in key moments of the game, and they are the wrong moves more often than not. So, you know, I saw him talking. Uh, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit here, but I, mm-hmm. I saw him talking a little bit about this injury, and, you know, I just, when I listen to the guy talk, Matt, he doesn't exude confidence. No. As much as I like this Charger team, it gets a little bit scary when he opens his mouth. 
Well, let's hear Brandon Staley right now talk about Justin Herbert and what he's going to fight through this week to be ready to play on Sunday. And there are a lot of doubts about whether or not Justin Herbert's going to be playing on Sunday. Justin is day-to-day. I think he's gotten a lot of rest uh, since the last game. Um, But I think the nature of the week is it's truly going to be case-by-case, day-by-day basis. I know that he's feeling more comfortable. Uh, I know that he was able to do some light throwing yesterday, some rotational work. Um, but we're just going to take it day by day and see where his comfort level is and truly trust him and let him kind of be the guide of, of where we're at and make sure we're prepared uh, either way. All right, Scott, you and I have a pro tip here because uh, at the beginning of the week, the Jaguars are one of my favorite plays. I said plus seven. Even if Justin Herbert plays, I like the dog in this game because I thought if Herbert plays, he's not going to be near full strength. And when I say that, he's not going to have the same flexibility uh, that rib cartilage injury is a, a big deal if you've ever had one, and I have. And I thought uh, he's going to have some problems this week if he tries to play. Take the points. If there's a, a star quarterback who's injured and his status is in question and the line is up there around seven like it was this week, uh, how, how would you phrase it in terms of a pro tip? Because I regret not yeah. making the bet. I should have taken plus seven with the Jags early in the week, Scott, before we saw this line crash to three late in the week. Yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about we were both on the same page and we both did nothing about it. And that's watching him struggle. I mean, he he even dumped off when he had like eight or ten yards in front of him to run the football and pick up some yardage and he just threw it in the dirt uh, because he knew he wasn't going to be able to run. He was in so much pain with the rib injury. And I'm thinking the same thing that you know you were thinking is that, boy, this is a good time probably uh, to get ready to pounce on the underdog Jacksonville Jaguars because he didn't look like he was going to have any chance to play this week at all. And then, of course, if he ends up playing and you decide that you don't like Jacksonville, you can always play off or, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, lay off on that game. So I guess that's a pro tip, man. If you're watching, I, I don't think about it so much in college, but when it comes to the NFL, you know, really good starting quarterbacks are few and far between. And you look at, like, Chase Daniel, who's been around forever. He knows the game, but he hasn't thrown a regular season pass in two years. And it's going to be a different kind of offense. And so you're sitting there thinking, I was at least thinking, boy, there's no way this guy plays next week. I, I just hope for their sake and for his sake he can return in two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. You should jump on that. You should take your chance before that number comes down like it did and it drops from six to three just like that as soon as he becomes questionable. Yeah, there were sevens out there for the first uh, three days right. uh, this week, and I was going to take the seven slow on the trigger, and uh, that's, that's too bad because you would have had a, uh, a nice chance to middle uh, this game, t- taking a middle shot on this uh, – Jaguars-Chargers sure. game. I like the Jaguars' front seven anyway. Sure. You know, Justin Herbert banged up. This is a Jacksonville a defensive front that's uh, much improved, and I think they're going to put some pressure on the quarterback. Also, consider the total. I'm not a big totals player, but you know without Herbert, that total's going to drop right. too. And it has this week. And, uh, Scott, I went ahead and stuck with the Jaguars in the uh, contest, even though you, you can you can make an argument that uh, – you don't want to take what looks like a free bingo square sometimes when you got a good number in these contests because it backfires right. a lot of times. But I stuck with it because the Jaguars were already one of my favorite plays this week, and I didn't want to get off one of my favorite games. And it's a good number, Jaguars plus seven. Uh, did you play this game in a contest or out of your pocket? No, I, I was I was dumb enough to stay away from both mm-hmm. and uh, when I should have been on them. But I ended up, you know, they ended up, they were the sixth play for me, uh, Jacksonville if Herbert was going to play and he was okay. If there was no problems, they ended up being the sixth play on our card. And so we had to eliminate Jacksonville. And my thought was, is that, all right, I I decided I didn't want to take a chance 
that Herbert plays. And then I don't get Jacksonville exactly the way I wanted them. So we left them six. That was a close call of adding them to the Westgate card. I, I didn't bet on the game either. I will say this. This is one of the things that popped into my mind a little bit about the Chargers this week of Chase Daniel plays quarterback. He, he threw about 180 passes with Chicago and Detroit three mm-hmm. years prior to yep. landing uh, with L.A. All short stuff. Completed almost 70% of his passes. But we're talking about six yards per pass attempt. So it's a lot of dumping off, a lot of things like that. Short passes over the middle. So if tight end Gerald Everett is healthy, he's the leading receiver by yardage for this team. Austin Eckler, the running back, he's the leading receiver as far as receptions are concerned with the Chargers. Uh, They're out there on the field, and that's kind of Chase Daniels' game, you know, is to be able to hit a good tight end, hit a running back out of the backfield. So, you know, maybe it isn't as bad for the Chargers one week, one particular week, uh, if Chase Daniel does uh, have to play quarterback. They can't run the football, at least they haven't yet the first couple of weeks. They can't cover the pass, they have it the first couple of weeks. The additions they made on defense, which have been good against the run, have really not uh, helped them out against the pass thus far, and I'm a little bit surprised about that. So it's a lean to Jacksonville, Matt. I mm-hmm. probably should have put them on the card, on my uh, Westgate and Circa card, but I decided to leave them off. But the great pro tip is when you see something like that, man, you know, trust what you're thinking. Play that. Take that point. Take those points when you're going up against a quarterback like that who's probably going to be out. I mean, he was such a mess during that game as far as yeah. what it looked like, as far as his pain level was concerned, that we both should have jumped on that when we did. And and I think you'll probably end up cashing that uh, that play on your uh, on your contest card. Probably is the operative word in that sense. Chase could always, you know, he could find that <laughs> tight end. He could find that <laughs> running back. And next thing you know, you're down, you know, 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Last but again, year, Scott, you'll remember last year, a lot of these plays backfired. Oh, yeah. In, in the contest, including when uh, Cooper Rush took over for Dak Prescott right. in the game uh, for the Cowboys at Minnesota. And I was way ahead of the line moving that one and still got busted uh, by Cooper Rush. And that one, okay, so the losing quarterback in that game was Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The losing quarterback in the, the late game Monday night, Kirk Cousins. And he looked <laughs> bad. So I benefited from that one. Scott, you and I both very, we didn't talk about this right. before we did our first show together a few weeks ago. We're both high on the Philadelphia Eagles this yep. season. And uh, the Eagles paid us off Monday night. That was my best bet in week two. Eagles were two-point home favorites over the Vikings and controlled that game 24-7. Now, all of a sudden, the hype is off the hook uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. How about Kevin Cole of Pro Football Focus? He ranks his top five quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Number one, Josh Allen. No surprise. How about this? Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Tua. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. Number five, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I don't think anybody really uh, would have guessed that your number two and number three ranked quarterbacks at this point would be Hertz and Tua. Yeah. Do you agree with those rankings or not? I, I'll tell you, well, it's hard to argue against Josh Allen. So I have him at the top of my list as far as quarterbacks through the first couple of the weeks. I got Patrick Mahomes still number two. After that, I've got Herbert. Even though he might not play this week, I've got Herbert mm-hmm. as number three. I've got Lamar Jackson number four. I've got Jalen Hurts number five. When you consider, though, all the players that are around each one of these quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts would go from number five to number three for me. He would still be behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at this point, but not that far behind Patrick Mahomes. But again, when you just look at the individual quarterbacks and the decisions they make, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, and Jalen Hurts is how I round it out. So Hurts is right there, but I I don't have him number two. And again, I would have him at most number three if you consider all the weaponry that he has to work with. No question, and uh, I'll put Hertz on the fringe of the top five, and okay. he's gonna—he could be in that MVP conversation if uh, he keeps playing like this. But uh, I'm very encouraged by what I've seen. I thought this was possible. I uh, Jalen Hurts. So did Donovan McNabb. 
How about this from NFL on CBS? Donovan McNabb said on if Jalen Hurts is the Eagles franchise quarterback in the future. Quote, I've said it since he was drafted in the second round. He was the grown man in the room when Carson Wentz was there. All right, we'll talk more about that game later in the show. Eagles at Commanders, Hour 2 on Deck B. Send the Sports Betting Network. It's game time, baby! And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh-uh, that's not going to cut it. You need to get in the game with Bet River Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in game bets. Live player prime bets. Live player prime bets. Live player prime bets. Live. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline 